What kind of man are you? This life will require you to be steadfast, immovable, strong, and courageous. Though this world says you should get a trophy just for showing up, and there are no winners and losers, you must train to win the prize. You do the hard things. You persevere. You are becoming the man God created you to be. You exercise discipline, the discipline of manliness. Hello and good day, gentlemen. We are back again for another episode in the Discipline of Manliness podcast. It's great to be back with you guys again, and I am excited for today's topic. Uh, Today, I'm going to be coming to you with a message on how to focus your mindset in your life. I've been reading and actually rereading a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth. If you haven't read this book, I highly recommend it. It is a great book on the power of passion and perseverance in your life. As men who are looking to improve our lives and the lives of those around us, this is a great place to start cultivating that mindset, that mindset in how we focus those passions and perseverance. So today I want to talk a lot about this idea in the book that Angela Duckworth gets into, and it's this idea of how we best use our passions. Now, to be just totally transparent, there isn't a lot of original thought from me in today's episode. Most of what I'm going to be talking to you about today is either coming directly from the book Grit or other uh, topics and, and other sources of things that I've read around this, uh, but I still feel like it's it's really worth sharing as these are the things that are impacting me the most right now and what I'm reading, and these are the things that are making me want to make changes to my own life, to get better, to improve, and uh, when I see ways that I want to improve and grow, I I can only think there's some of you out there that this might be an encouragement to as well so that you guys can also in turn affect your lives, in turn and grow, make changes, and get better. So knowing how to find our passion and best utilize it and make it effective for us over a long haul is an incredibly important aspect in us becoming the men that God created us to be. Another element in passion as believers is knowing how and when we need to lay that passion down if God calls us to a better one. I'm going to talk more about that later on, but again, I just wanted to kind of be upfront, transparent with all of you guys on kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Again, some of the ideas aren't exclusively mine. I am sharing them from from the book, but I'm giving you that source so you can also read those things for yourself. So first of all, I think we should define what passion is. Uh, Most of us, I think if we did a search uh, to look up a definition for passion, you're probably going to return some kind of result, uh, something to the effect of a strong and barely controllable emotion. I know that when I Googled it, that's the definition that came back for me. But that's not the definition we want to get at today. That's not the kind of passion we're talking about. Passion is and should be something that you have been consistently pursuing over time. Not just something that you've been doing over the last few weeks, months, or even a couple of years. Passion is something that has your focus and attention for the long haul. It's something you're continually pursuing for years and then even years more. In Grit, uh, the author defines it as consistency over time and the difference between staying in love versus just falling in love. She also says to think of it as endurance versus enthusiasm. To quote her exactly, she says, enthusiasm is common, endurance is rare. That was definitely something that resonated with me uh, as I can definitely get into the enthusiasm part and sometimes my endurance can be a little bit lacking in certain aspects. So this concept or definition of passion, um, again, really just resonated with me 
uh, because I'm, I really have been squarely in that enthusiasm category. I get into things, I jump in quickly, I get really involved and get the appropriate gear. I'll learn the lingo. I learn the skills that I need, uh, either from others or kind of figure them out myself. I'll look them up on YouTube or you know use whatever resource I can. When I want to learn something, I'll figure out a way to learn it. And I'll look up articles, how-to videos. I'll listen to podcasts about this new thing I'm into. To name like just a few of the things that I've I've really gotten enthusiastic about in in my life. Uh, I, I can list things like playing music, you know, or music and playing the guitar, auto mechanics and cars. I was into those a lot in high school. Uh, photography was another one. I really got into photography and learning how to take photos and, and capture great images. I've loved hiking and camping. I've loved hunting and guns and archery, you know, CrossFit style of working out. Uh, again, these are just the, some of the first ones that come to mind. And now I'm glad I, I have learned a lot of these things that are actually really great skill sets. And I do still utilize a lot of those skill sets. I still take photos. I still play the guitar. I know I still, I still love music. Um, I'm glad I know how to work on a car and I do that on my own to take care of my own vehicles from time to time. You know, I just, I'm glad I've learned all those things, but if we're going to define it as something that really captures my attention for the long haul that I keep developing that interest and learning more and not just letting it be that initial enthusiasm that just lasts for a short time and then kind of fizzles out, then, you know, I'd say that I have only just a couple of things in that list that are still like ongoing things that I continually look to learn and grow my education in and keep pursuing on a day-to-day basis um, definitely am hanging on to those skills and developing them as the years go by. So this is where the book describes this type of enthusiasm as fireworks. To quote again, the author specifically, it says, fireworks erupt in a blaze of glory, but quickly fizzle, leaving just wisps of smoke and a memory of what was once spectacular. Is that what you want people to say about you? That you get excited and involved in something new with a ton of enthusiasm, but then after, again, a few weeks, months, maybe even a couple of years, you just fizzle out. Because I'm definitely guilty of doing that in my life, and I'm not content with that. I want to be someone who's steady, consistent, devoted, you know, known for, for getting into things, but developing those skill sets over the long haul and really, really having those skills affect my life for a long period of time, not just someone who jumps from thing to thing. You know, think about the men that you really respect in your life. You know, what do they do? Are they the kind of men who are hopping around from thing to thing, you know, one thing to the next? Or are they the kind of men who are stable, consistent, enduring? You know, it's people who really stick with something. Because those are the kind of men I really look up to. And, and when I think about the kind of, of men um, I, I look at and respect and want to be like, you know, I don't see that they're just wishy-washy jumping from this thing to that thing, whatever happens to interest them today. There are people who have developed a certain skill over the long period in whatever it is they're doing. Now, I'm definitely not saying that we shouldn't make changes when appropriate in life. There are times that it, making changes is a really good idea. And it, um, certain changes might mean making several changes throughout your life. You know, it's not just going to affect one thing. It's going to affect multiple. You know, when I originally chose to move out to Wisconsin for a job from Colorado, um, that affected a bunch of things in my life. It was a big career change. It was nothing I'd been doing before. So it was, again, a new kind of a new venture. And when we decided that we really wanted to be around family and that being in another state wasn't really for us and we, we missed it 
in Colorado, you know, that was another big change. Um, and I don't regret any of those. They were the right decisions at the time. Um, I needed to go out and try that job and do that thing. And when, again, I realized that being around our family and being around for, you know, my nieces and my nephew and the people who are here, that just meant more to me than, than a particular job. So again, there's times in life that it is appropriate to make changes and realize, you know what, I, I risked, I tried something new, I ventured out and did something I maybe never thought I would. That is a positive thing and I don't think you're wrong for ever trying that. So don't ever be afraid to jump out and try those new things. But where, where the challenge comes in is if we're never being consistent or, or even persistent in the skill sets we're learning. You know, ultimately, if, if we're never continuous and persistent, then maybe we do need to look at our life and the choices that we're making. And we might need to figure out what our real passion is or where that passion lies. Um, or as I, I like to describe it and think of it, um, I think you have to have a vision of the man you want to be. And you have to develop that vision so that it is long lasting and it doesn't just ebb and flow with changes in society, with fads, with personal preference changes as, as we kind of change and grow over time. You know, we have to have that vision of who we really want to be and what we want to be doing. And I do think that plays into both our, our just personal interest in life as well as you know our career decisions as well. So instead of being a firework that goes off in this blaze of glory and fizzles out soon after, we need to change our passion so that it becomes a compass. To quote the book, it's that thing that takes some time to build, tinker with, and finally get right, and that then guides you on your long and winding road to where you want to be. So do you know what you want? Do you know what your life's aim is and where you want to be and what you want to have accomplished someday you know, at the end of your career or even someday when you die? It's that type of clarity that it's going to take to turn your passion from a firework into a compass. So how do we do that? You know, where I would recommend you start personally is defining your vision. Uh, there are a variety of methods you can use to accomplish that, but the one I really like is outlined in Ryan Mickler's book, Sovereignty, The Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Men. You're going to start by defining your values. You're looking for a list of about 25 to 30 values of just core things that are very important to you in your life that you're looking to live out. It might sound like a really long list and maybe even difficult to come up with that many, but I promise if you sit down and start writing out all the things that are really important for you, you're going to develop a list pretty quickly. If you need to, do a Google search on you know values that people enjoy or live by, and you'll find a few extras in there that you maybe didn't even think of off the top, but make a long list. You're going to distill that list of 25 to 30 values down to about four or five core values. Uh, these core values might even kind of just be a placeholder or a roll up of a bunch of other values. You might start to find like, yeah, these five or six actually could all be defined by just this one word, this one value. So get 25 to 30, distill them down to four or five, and then you're going to define how you will live by those values and how you're going to live them out day to day uh, by taking those, those individual words, those individual values, and turning them into action statements. Uh, you're going to do this for a few different key areas of your life, you know, the relationships or connections you have, your physical training, your physical you know, conditioning, 
your business or career and also in your community. So you're going to take all those values and kind of think about how, or those, I'm sorry, you're going to take those action statements you've made from those values and how you're going to live those things out in these various aspects. You're going to define exactly who you want to be and even what you want to stay away from. So you think about how, what, what are the things I want to be like? What are the things I don't want to be like? You know, think about even bad leadership examples you've had in the past. You know, I, I really want to go this way. I don't want to go that way. And then one of the most powerful aspects in that whole book, in that whole defining your vision process um, in Ryan Mickler's book was writing your own eulogy. That for me was one of the most impactful things where I saw weaknesses and gaps in my own life of where I'm not living up to the standard I want for myself. So this one is just a really great tool to just quickly reveal those areas and areas where you can see that you're strong and areas where you're going to see that you're weak. So once you've done all that, you should have enough to write down exactly who you want to be and kind of get even a better idea of even exactly what you want to be doing. Another method you might use to figure out your passions is outlined in grit. Uh, you'll see it in a section that where Warren Buffett is uh, is described as having a conversation with his his pilot that flies him in his you know private jet from place to place. Uh, but he gave this advice to his pilot because he could tell that this pilot didn't want to probably just be flying him around for the rest of his career and the rest of his life. He knew he must have his own goals and ambitions. So he, he sits him down and gives him this framework to build on. He says, take your top 25 goals and list them out on a page. Circle your top five goals. Take a long, hard look at the 20 you didn't circle. And then you avoid those 20 goals at all costs. These goals are nothing but distractions that keep you from accomplishing the goals you're, that are truly important to you. Something you might find in that exercise, though, is you might notice that of the the five big goals that are the most important to you, you might realize some of the other goals you didn't circle actually roll up to those big five. So you might need to accomplish uh, kind of a sub goal first that will contribute to one of the big five goals you have. So again, in that, just kind of restructure the way you have your goal written as um, maybe more of a step-by-step. So you know you know, this number one goal, this is a top tier. This is the big thing I want to accomplish, but doing these two or three or five things are all leading me to that goal. So those are still good things to have. You can still do those, but if, if your other, you know, 20 goals or so don't have anything to do with those big five, then you need to avoid those things. Now here's, here's kind of the, the question of it all that you might even be asking for yourself. Why is all of this really that important? And I'd suggest that having the right passion and using it in the right way is important for being good stewards of our time. In Ephesians 2.10, it says that we are his workmanship, meaning God's, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And Ecclesiastes says repeatedly throughout the book, there's nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. So having passion and the right kind of passion, the passion that is a compass, not a firework, helps us to accomplish the very things that God set out for us to do. By living out these passions, by using our passion in the right way, we're actually pointing to our creator. 
we're actually going to be living the life God wants for us, where we will best reflect who he is in our lives and how he's growing us, developing us, changing us into better men. If if we can just live on a, a ho-hum existence, you know, how is that going to show anybody the joy that we find in Christ? You know, again, even if we're just working a nine to five and paying the bills and just getting things done that need to get done. You know, if, if we can have a job, though, that we show passion in, that we show that commitment to, that we develop in that skill set over the long period of time, those things are going to look different to the world around us than just how everybody else goes to work, just working for the weekend. So I do think this is an incredibly important aspect in how we walk, especially as believers and how we live this passion out in our lives. But I do want to present another caution in here that passion in and of itself isn't the end all be all either. This isn't meant to be just dogged determination that says nothing will change my course come hell or high water. I'm doing this thing and I will never give up. I will never let go of this thing that I I love or that I've developed this skill set in. In fact, that mentality could be complete foolishness. It, you know, it could be even detrimental to us in the long run. Cuz we know that the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So do develop your vision, get excited about things, learn new skills, stick with those things for, for the long haul. But you also should remain sensitive to where God establishes your steps. And don't be afraid to change course when he directs you to do so. And I think this is an area where I think a lot of us do get tripped up in our walk with Christ. You know, we're afraid to follow him too closely because we think he's going to call us away from the things we really love and ask us to move you know, to the middle of nowhere, be a missionary in a hut, you know, doing something we, we don't have any desire to do. You know, but what we fail to recognize is that whatever God calls us to, I believe, he will give us the passion for that thing so that it's not doing something we hate, but really it becomes something we couldn't imagine doing anything else. He'll develop a love in us for that very calling. You think of it this way. He'll give us the thing that we would want if we were smart enough to know that we would want it. So even though we may have something we love, you know, something we're really passionate about, you know, here now in the life we have, don't be afraid if God does call you to something new, because I, I promise you, you will love the new thing every bit as much and probably more than the thing you're currently doing. So while it is incredibly important, I think, to find our passion, find our vision, develop our skill sets, continually develop our skills deeper and deeper um, so that we're not just living on the initial enthusiasm, but we're finding improved uh, ideas, skills, and, and ways of doing things by becoming an expert in what we do. Uh, those things are important. And I would also suggest you still be sensitive to where God leads you in your life so that if he does call you to something new um, and ask you to change course, that that's okay as well. You know, just, just because we've developed something and we, you know, again, have an excitement and a passion and a devotion to something um, doesn't mean that, that God may not change gears on us for one reason or another. And we all know what happens when we try to run from God and go the opposite direction of where he wants us. You know, just think of Jonah 
and how he ended up in the belly of a big fish. You know, ultimately, God still got him to where he wanted him to be, but it was through a lot more pain and struggle for Jonah than it probably should have been. So ultimately, like I said, develop those skills, become an expert, have that passion, that consistency over time, uh, that long haul dedication to what it is you're learning and doing and, and developing in your life. And always have a sensitive heart that if God calls you to something new, that you can also go that way and make those changes. That's all I actually have for you guys today. So if you guys are enjoying this, if this has been an encouragement to you, um, I'd really love to hear from you guys. I'd love for you guys to send me feedback, shoot me a text, give me a phone call, shoot me an email, hit me up on social. You can hit me at uh, Instagram at colin.hornback. You can find me on Facebook as well. Uh, But definitely hit me up and let me know. Another really helpful thing, guys, would be if you are enjoying this show, please go to whatever platform you listen on and leave me a rating and review. Um, I'd love to hear that and see that. That'll really help the the show's overall rating and help more men find this show and hopefully be an encouragement to them as well. And again, if I missed anything in this, if I hit on something that you feel was incomplete, by all means, hit me up because I'd love to complete that thought on another episode later. So guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me. And until next week, Keep practicing the discipline of manliness and become the men that God created you to be. 